Hello and welcome to the Occult Mama podcast. I'm your host, Nick Good, and I'm using a new microphone today. Uh, Hopefully it sounds a little bit better. That's my goal anyways, to make the listening, uh, your listening pleasure a little bit better, you know. And so today we'll be discussing the the Kabbalion and the Second Hermetic Principle, the Principle of Correspondence. And here's where we get more into the mind-bending part of the book. It's a pretty dense subject, so I'll have to read most of the chapter so that we can go further into the discussion afterwards. It's fascinating stuff, so, I mean, pay attention. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Planes of Correspondence, as above, so below, as below, so above, the Kabbalion. The great second hermetic principle embodies the truth that there is a harmony, agreement, and correspondence between the several planes of manifestation, life, and being. This truth is the truth because all that is included in the universe emanates from the same source, and the same laws, principles, and characteristics apply to each unit or combination of units of activity, as each manifests its own phenomena upon its own plane. For the purpose of convenience of thought and study, the Hermetic philosophy considers that the universe may be divided into three great classes of phenomena, known as the three great planes, namely, one, the great physical plane, two, the great mental plane, and three, the great spiritual plane. These divisions are more or less artificial and arbitrary, for the truth is that all three divisions are but ascending degrees of the great scale of life, the lowest point of which is undifferentiated matter, and the highest point that of spirit. And moreover, the different planes shade into each other, so that no hard and fast division may be made between the higher phenomena of the physical and lower of the mental, or between the higher of the mental and the lower of the physical. In short, The three great planes may be regarded as the three great groups of degrees of life manifestation. While the purposes of this little book do not allow us to enter into an extended discussion of or explanation of the subject of these different planes, still we think it well to give a general description of the same at this point. At the beginning, you may well consider the question so often asked by the neophyte, who desires to be informed regarding the meaning of the word plane which in turn has been very freely used and very poorly explained, in many recent works upon the subject of occultism. The question is generally about as follows. Is a plane a place having dimensions, or is it merely a condition or state? We answer no, not a place, no ordinary dimension of space, yet more than a state of or condition. It may be considered as a state or condition, and yet the state or condition is a degree of dimension, and a scale subject to measurement. Somewhat paradoxical, is it not? But let us examine the matter. A dimension, you know, is a measure in a straight line relating to measure, etc. The ordinary dimension of space are length, breadth, and height, or perhaps length, breadth, height, thickness, or circumference. But there is another dimension of created things, or measure in a straight line known to occultists and to scientists as well, although the latter have not yet been applied to the term dimension to it. And this new dimension, which, by the way, is the much speculated about fourth dimension, is the standing used in planes 
used in determining the degrees of planes. This fourth dimension may be called the dimension of vibration. It is a fact well known to modern science as well as to hermeticists who have embodied their truth in their third hermetic principle that everything is in motion, everything vibrates, nothing is at rest. From the highest manifestation to the lowest, everything and all things vibrate. Not only do they vibrate at different rates of motion, but is in different directions and in different manner. The degrees of the rate of vibration constitutes the degrees of measurement on the scale of vibrations. In other words, the degrees of the fourth dimension and these degrees from what occultists call planes. The higher the degree of rate of vibration, the higher the plane, and the higher the manifestation of life occupying the plane. So that while a plane is not a place, or a state, or a condition, yet it possesses the qualities common to both, we still have more to say regarding the subject of the scale of vibration in our next lessons, in which we shall consider the hermetic principle of vibration. You will kindly remember, however, that the three great planes are not actually divisions of the phenomena of the universe, but merely arbitrary terms used by the hermeticists in order to aid in the thought and study of the vibration, various degrees and forms of the universal activity in life. The atoms, the atom of matter, the unit of force, the mind of man, and the being of the archangel are all but degrees in one scale and all fundamentally the same. The difference between solely a matter of degree and the rate of vibration, all are creations of the all and have their existence solely within the infinite mind of the all. The Hermeticists subdivide each of the three great planes into seven minor planes, and each of these latter are also subdivided into seven subplanes, all divisions being more or less arbitrary, shading into each other, and adopted merely for the convenience of scientific study and thought. So the great physical plane and its seven minor planes is that division of the phenomena of the universe which includes all that relates to physics or material things forces and manifestations it also includes all forms of that which we call matter and all forms of that which we call energy or force but you must remember that the hermetic philosophy does not recognize matter as a thing itself or as having a separate existence even in the mind of the all the teachings are that matter is but a form of energy, that is, energy at a low rate of vibration of a certain kind, and according to the Hermeticists, they classify matter under the head of energy and give it to three of the seven minor planes of the great physical plane. So, as an example, these seven minor physical planes are as follows. The plane of matter A, the plane of matter B, the plane of matter C, the plane of ethereal substance, <clears throat> the plane of energy A, the plane of energy B, and the plane of energy C. <clears throat> Those are the seven layers. And there's seven layers to each of the other planes, the major planes. So here's where I'm going to start going off from on my own tangent because there's a whole lot. You can read it. Like most of it is just. Uh, going more into which planes there are then there's also like the planes of mineral mind the planes of an elemental mind and the plan plane of plant mind but they're all like different levels and then there's the plane of human mind of course <clears throat> so 
then the plane of mineral mind comprises the states or conditions or of the unit or entities or groups and combinations of the same which animate the forms known to us as mineral chemi minerals chemicals etc so these entities must not be confounded with the molecules atoms and corpuscles themselves the latter being merely the material bodies or forms these entities such as a man's body is but his material form is not himself these entities may be called souls in one sense and are living beings of a low degree of development life and mind just a little more than the units of living energy which comprise the higher subdivisions of the highest physical plane the average mind does not generally attribute the possession of mind solar life to the mineral kingdom but all occultists recognize the existence of the same and modern science is rapidly moving forward to the point of view of the hermet hermetic in this respect the mo molecules ap atoms and corpuscles have their loves and hates likes and dislikes attractions and repulsions affinities and non-affinities etc and some of the more daring of the modern scientific minds have expressed the opinion that the desire and will emotions and feelings of the atoms differ only in degree from those of men we have no time or space to argue this matter here all occultists know it to be a fact and others are referred to some of the more recent scientific works for outside corroboration there are usual there are the usual seven subdivisions of this to this plane as i mentioned before <clears throat> so they're invisible to the ordinary senses of man but nevertheless exist and play their part of the drama of the universe their degrees of intelligence is between that of the mineral and chemical entities on one hand and of the entities of the plant kingdom on the other and then there are also seven subdivisions of this plane also and that's the plane of plant mind and the plane of, of elemental mind and it, honestly it goes on and on you could actually read this yourself you would probably maybe understand it a little bit better from your first hand uh, your first hand reading <clears throat> but basically the the rundown on all this is that there are different levels to each plane that exists and there's the mental physical and spiritual planes and they all kind of blend together and then they get into some interesting parts about the spiritual plane so I'll have to read you that I'm trying to find a good spot all we can say is that the seven minor planes of the great spiritual plane each minor plane having its seven subdivisions comprises beings possessing life mind and form as far above that of man of today as the latter is above the earthworm mineral or even certain forms of energy or matter the life of these beings so far transcends ours that we cannot even think of the details the same their minds so far transcend ours that to them we scarcely seem to think and our mental processes seem almost akin to material processes the matter of which their forms are composed is of the highest planes of matter nay some are even said to be clothed in pure energy what may be said of such beings on the seven major plane minor planes of the great spiritual plane exists 
beings of whom we may speak as angels, archangels, demigods. On the lower minor planes dwell those great souls whom we call masters and adepts. Above them come the great hierarchies of the angelic hosts, unthinkable to man, and above all those come those who may without irreverence be called the gods. So high in the scale of being are they, their being, intelligence, and power being akin to those attributed by the races of men to their conceptions of deity. These beings are beyond even the highest flights of the human imagination, the word divine being the only one applicable to them. Many of these beings, as well as the angelic hosts, take the greatest interest in the affairs of the universe and play an important part in its affairs. These unseen divinities and angelic helpers extend their influence freely and powerfully in their process of evolution and cosmic process. Progress, sorry. Their occasional intervention and assistance in human affairs had led to the many legends, beliefs, and religions and traditions of the race. Past and present, they have superimposed their knowledge and power upon the world again and again, and all under the law of the all, of course. But even the highest of these advanced beings exist merely as a creations of and in the mind of the all and are subject to the cosmic processes and universal laws. They are still mortal. We may call them gods if we like, but they, they still are but the elder brethren, brethren of the race, the advanced souls who have outstripped their brethren and who have forgone the ecstasy of absorption by the all in order to help the race on its upward journey along the path. But they belong to the universe and are subject to its conditions they are mortal and their plane is below that of absolute spirit only the most advanced hermeticists are able to grasp the inner teachings regarding the state of existence and the powers manifested on the spiritual planes the phenomena is so much higher than that of the mental planes that a confusion of ideas would surely result from an attempt to describe the same only those whose minds have been carefully trained along the lines of the hermetic philosophy for years, yes, those who have brought with them from other incarnations the knowledge acquired previously, can comprehend just what is meant by the teaching regarding these spiritual planes. And much of these inner teachings is held by the hermeticists as being too sacred, important, and even dangerous for the general public dissemination. The intelligent study may recognize what we mean by this when we state that the meaning of spirit is used by the hermeticists in akin to living power, animated force, inner essence, essence of life, etc., which means which meaning must not be confused with that usually and commonly employed in connection with the term, i.e. religious, ecclesiastical, spiritual, ethereal, holy, etc., etc. To the occultist, the word spirit is used in the sense of the animating principle carrying with it the idea of power living energy mystic force etc and occultists know that which is known to them as spiritual power may be employed for evil as well as good ends in accordance to with the principle of polarity in fact a fact which has been recognized by the majority of religions in their conceptions of Satan, Beelzebub, the devil, Lucifer, fallen angels, etc. And so the knowledge regarding these planes has been kept in the Holy of Holies in all esoteric fraternities and occult orders. 
in the secret chamber of the temple, but this may be said here, that those who have attained higher spiritual powers and have misused them have a terrible fate in store for them, and the swing of the pendulum of rhythm will inevitably swing back swing them back to their furthest extreme of material existence, from which point they may, must retrace their steps spiritward along the weary rounds of the path, but always with the added torture of having always with them a lingering memory of the heights from which they fell owing their evil actions. The legends of the fallen angels have a basis in actual facts, and as all advanced occults know, the striving for selfish power on the spiritual planes inevitably results in the selfish soul losing its spiritual balance and falling back as far as it had previously risen. But to even such a soul, the opportunity of a return is given, and such souls make the return journey, paying the terrible penalty according to the invariable law. In conclusion, we would again remind you that according to the principle of correspondence, which embodies the truth, as above, so below, as below, so above, all of her seven hermetic principles are in full operation on all of the many planes, physical, mental, and spiritual. The principle of mental substance, of course, applies to all the planes, for all are held in the mind of the all. The principle of correspondence manifests in all, for there is a correspondence, harmony, and agreement between the several planes. The principle of vibration manifests on all planes. In fact, the very differences that go to, that go to make the planes arise from the vibration, as we had explained. The principle of polarity manifests on each plane, the extremes of the poles being apparently opposite and contradictory. The principle of rhythm manifests on each plane, the movement and phenomena having its ebb and flow and rise and flow and incoming and outgoing. The principle of cause and effect manifests on each plane, every effect having its cause and every cause having its effect. The principle of gender ma manifests on each plane, the creative energy being always manifest and operating along the lines of its masculine and feminine aspects, as above, so below, as below, so above. This centuries-old hermetic axiom embodies one of the great principles of universal phenomena. As we proceed with our consideration of the remaining principles, we will see even more clearly the truth of the universal nature of this great principle of correspondence. <sighs> so, wasn't that fascinating? <laughs> I told you there was a lot to it. Uh, the planes I deeply recognize rec resonate with because I've always known they were there somehow from a pretty young age. I've been able to feel when spirits are around me, feel the energy around me, feel the emotions of others around me. People would look at me like I was crazy when I try to explain what I feel because they weren't as in tune with their vibrational sensitivity. Leave it to society to make us feel as though we are mentally unsound because we feel something that others cannot. It feels like a deliberate motion to keep us, as magical beings we, that we are, in the place that they want us to be in. They don't want us to come into our own magical abilities because they don't want us to realize that our thoughts and words are powerful. I think that it's something that if we as a society could learn that we would, if we could learn that, then we would live in a better world. I feel that a lot of the problems in the world 
are there because there are so many of us who have long since cut ties with the source. And we've disavowed the magical essence within all of us instead of embracing the magic all around us. It's easier to be cynical and not move past that low vibrational rut that we're stuck in. And therefore, we have so many people who move throughout their days each day manipulated easily by others and so very angry at the world. I don't say this in an accusatory way, but rather that I know how that feels. And I can understand where so many people are coming from. It takes work and effort to better oneself, but until we decide for ourselves that we will no longer be the victim of circumstances around us, the longer we're stuck in that low vibrational rut. Our vibrations make a world of difference. It's like the lens we look through. When we're in a low vibration, we draw a lot of negativity to ourselves. It's just like when you're wearing goggles, you can't see, oh, welding goggles, you can't see good around you. You can't see the good around you because you're blind to it. So it's important to find the time to work with your shadows, your inner child, and find the time to care for yourself spiritually, mentally, and physically. You cannot see the good in the world if you cannot see the good in yourself, and it's important to appreciate the gifts that spirit has granted you. Speaking of all the deities, there's more to come on this topic in the, the Cabellion. I'm actually fond of the idea that deities and angels and entities are beings that chose to stay in their current ethereal form to assist us into a higher vibration in the planes. It actually makes a lot of sense to me. Actually, there will be more on that later on, so I'll go into it then. A quick note on the principle of gender, as I mentioned previously in this chapter. I also greatly appreciate the Kybellion's take on gender, like everything else in the universe is on a vast and bendy spectrum, that one gender does not supersede another. It really validates a lot of how I feel about the gen about gender and being gender queer. The word gender can sometimes bring up some crummy feelings about the power play society puts on being born with a penis and the degradation that comes with being born with a vagina. But as you'll hear later, the Kybellion doesn't make that distinction the same way that our misogynistic culture does. In fact, the Kybellion just further confirms the idea that everything is on a spectrum, including our mental and spiritual gender that we all have we have the all within ourselves as individuals living here with the within the all actually yeah more on that later too so that's the last principle but i'm really looking forward to it um i mean really the essence of correspondence is just that we have so many planes around us and that we have the ability to make the changes that we need to within those realms and even though you can't see it it doesn't mean that it's not there so it does take a, a certain leap of faith to believe that you know that there are other planes and that we do have say in how things go kind of like we can la raise our vibrations and make different in the difference in the world and that in and of itself is beautiful and that pretty much concludes this episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was wordy and I tried to shorten it there a little bit because I got nervous reading the whole chapter of the Cavalian and so I decided I wasn't going to read the whole chapter and just kind of summarize in the middle the bits that were a little more confusing. So I hope you could follow me. <laughs> I hope you could understand what it was that I was saying. And uh if you have any comments, man, go ahead and put them down in the the the, uh, 
give me a review or you could send me an email. I'm occultmamapodcast at gmail.com. So if you ever feel like, you know, sending me a, hey, how you doing? Or uh, yeah, your, your podcast needs work and this is how you can improve it. I would be glad to hear it. I'd be glad to hear from you at all. Anyway, I'm signing off and I hope you have a great day and occultists unite. Thank you.